Welcome to episode 70 of the Jungle Bells podcast. I'm Joey. We've got Paul Tiora in the house. Oh, hello. Hi. Hi, gents. <clears throat> I'm good, thanks. Good. Oh, How are you? I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. I'm coming back from being crook. I was a bit crook last week. Uh, my throat, high temperature. Yeah, all those things. Oh, gosh. But I got the test, and it wasn't that bad, the test, um, despite what a lot of people said about it. And it was free, and it was express. And they sent me my results within 24 hours, and I'm COVID-free. Um, but my voice is a bit nasally. I'm a bit blocked, and I might cough today. So just so you guys know, that's what's up. <laughs> <laughs> We're, we're enjoying coffee from Panavore Cafe today. Big shout out to our boy, Tree. Go and try a Joey sandwich if you have not already. We're still eating the fucking cream that Paul West brought us two weeks ago. It's fine. It was questionable, but it's fine, Paul it's says. It's fine. Central till, but it's fine. Fine. Was great. It is like, it is the thickest, hardest cream I've it's ever hard. come across. It's actually like butter. Even when you stir yeah. it into your coffee, it's like butter. Butter's softer than this. Butter is softer <laughs> than this. And when like it refrigerated turns into cheese, we'll just have it on bre bread. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Scoop to the gooey section in the middle. <laughs> um, that's about us. We got uh, a couple things, a couple little events to mention you guys. We got our uh, mental health first aid course. That's coming up on the 15th of August, which is to, not this Saturday, but no, two Saturdays from now. So it's like two and a bit weeks. Courtesy of Rise Foundation. Courtesy of Rise Foundation. If you want to get involved in that, there is space for outsiders. Uh, just hit us up, joey at junglebrothers.com. Get in touch. And uh, if you need anything else from us, junglebrothers.com is your place. And it's not, a, it's not necessary. You don't have to be feeling like you're going through a tough time to, to do this uh, workshop. It's, it's more about, what is it? It's, a, it's, a, it's about... Um, uh, yeah, well, I haven't done it yet, but it's awareness around yeah, awareness. the issues awareness. Yeah. surrounding yeah, mental health issues mm. these days. And it gets, yeah, it floats around a lot, but I, it, it's difficult to kind of define for, for yourself if you haven't really awareness sat down with action. someone. For us, yeah. part of it is, is to help us as coaches, isn't it? it yeah, that's to work right. better with people in our gym and around us. Yeah, yeah. but it's going to help every, everyone and anyone. Family. Yeah. No? Yeah. So it's recognizing signs, I believe, and then uh, giving you some tools. Uh, tactics, tools to be able to, to, to deal with, you know, being a, a first responder type thing for, for someone that you see that might be suffering. Time mm. for a tough time. Yep. What are we talking about today? Today, we are talking about, uh, we're talking about marketing. We're talking about marketing. We're talking about Jungle Brothers marketing. I mean, there'll be... A big focus on you, Joe, being our um, marketing head of marketing department. That's right, and definitely some focus on Paul there too, being image and um, image and photography and everything else that goes with the uh, the look of our brand, um, which are two very very distinct and important parts of uh, of our of our business. In fact, it, it it's like a, yeah, it's a Especially notice that this week, front. when we get out, when we get our merchandise come in, we look so fucking cool. We got orders going out to people who have no connection to us, have never stepped foot in our gym, have never known any of us. They've just seen it on Instagram. They're like, "Oh, that's a mad hoodie. Can you send me one?" Yeah, which I find quite unique for a gym in South Sydney. Yeah, no one wants to buy someone else's CrossFit jacket. Yeah, I don't think F45, you know, are sending out fitness first to other suburbs. Special edition. I'm still surprised that people drive around and have F45 bumper stickers on. I see them every now and then. I'm like, That'd be that's owners. not like a, yeah, probably, yeah. or coaches. I'm like, why do you, that brand just doesn't make me want to like 
have that on my car. But then again, anyone who puts a bumper sticker on a car is generally a little bit weird. I had <laughs> capitalizing <laughs> on that initial excitement. They yeah. sign up and then you're like, here's your bumper sticker. And they're like, yeah. And then they put it on and then they realize the next day it doesn't come off. The star, <laughs> star spangled banner. Yeah, it's cheap so and American, it eats the paint. isn't it? Oh, shocker. <laughs> it's funny actually that, yeah, the, just the, the quality of branding and the quality of imagery and you see, you know, with big brands, F45 is a great example, not even hanging shit on their training because we do that enough and we'll probably do it later on the show. But um, the, the branding itself, like it's this huge, uh, you know, probably, I don't know, like multi-million dollar organization now. I don't know if, they, if they've gone public um, or maybe that was a thing when they, when they expand into the States. And mm. they've got a shit logo. Like it's actually, if you look at it from the perspective of logo design and good design principles, which Paul, you've, you know, taught me a little bit about, they really break a lot of rules and it's a shit logo. But you're like, fuck, it's so interesting because, well, they're such a huge Stains company. Why didn't you just make a good one? Yeah. You look at it and it's like, ah, and then it's there, stuck in your mind forever. Indicates the short-term nature of things. Mm. Well, yeah, it was probably very popular for that month. Yeah, you know, now it's times times changed and moved on. Well, jacket in Australia, but yeah, in the US, it's, it's still fucking pumping over there. I think even Trump's endorsing it. <laughs> 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 so, what do we? Where do we want to go with our marketing today? Well, do I we think we should start at the beginning, the very very beginning. Go historical. The, Shimmery. Oh, I wave. need a little throw I'm back. sure I got a fucking thing. Oh. Okay, later. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, well, I was going to say, uh, we, yeah, we'll go back to the beginning, I yeah. guess, of the business. Um, we we yeah. didn't really, well, we, we learned small business the hard way, really. You know, we, we thought we had a good idea. Tiara rocked up with this business plan. It was like 16 pages long. <laughs> Lots of little text. The text was at like 10 point, way too small. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but, you know, we, we have learned along the way and we've had people help us along the way. But we know now that it's such a huge part of small business and business. And we should have known because as consumers all of our lives, you know, marketing is there. And I feel that everyone has an idea of what marketing is just because they're exposed to it a lot. Maybe some folks but, don't. So, yeah, they don't actually. But to boil it down... It's how you tell the market or the people mm. what it is that you do. So if you think about you've got a, a, a suburb full of people or a city full of people and you have a product or a service that you think they should buy, it's how you inform them of what you have and why they should come and buy it. Yeah. Yeah, so we, we, we opened the gym first before we actually had any marketing tools in place and no one was coming in. And then we realized, okay, we need to let people know that we're here. And then we sourced some, some advice. And I remember we probably went to, well, we went to quite a few people, but we paid for a little bit of advice too. I remember sitting down with someone, I can't remember who it was, and she was asking us, um, what kind of car do you think would represent your business? Fuck, did remember someone that? ask us that? Yeah, and like, uh, we all said, Trendly. car that we wanted to, to own. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, I'm Ferrari. Oh, no, I'm WRX. <laughs> she was like, uh, no, well, you know, this is going to lead us to our avatar. And I was like, what the hell is an avatar? Yeah, but yeah, it was, um, there, there was a lot, of, a lot of that to and fro, wasn't there? And we had- um, Yeah, well, at the beginning, we were still putting the brand together. So we were trying to figure out the story that we were trying to tell to people. Yes. Or, you know, because we were piecing together you know, fight, lift, move, 
and those scopes mm. and how they weave together wasn't even uh, didn't occur to us at that point. We were like, we do fitness. We're a bit edgy. We do different shit. We hate the mainstream. We hate the mainstream. We were in the park first before we got into the gym, and, and we already started rolling on. We had a logo. We had an Instagram. Uh, I yeah, think we got a website. Yeah, we had like we were marketing. We were marketing, just not, just not particularly consciously. Mm. Yeah, but yeah, we're putting stuff out there. Yeah, yeah. our first logo was um, it was a uh, was it was a guy holding was a flag. Flag. Yeah, I, it was, it was I still love that idea. Yeah, it was you. Yeah, you came and shot it at my apartment in Bondi, didn't you? Oh, was that yeah. you? On that? Yeah. Oh, I didn't. Know and then, then he thickened it out a bit. Uh, so the dude looked more jacked, <laughs> lengthened, thickened, and lengthened. just thickened, <laughs> just thickened. <laughs> pretty tall guy. <laughs> If you don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, it, yeah, that's right. I really love that. that I, I that, would that love logo. to reprint that. It's it's cool one. I've best. still got one of the hoodie with that at home. It's no sick. Way. like some kind of post, like World War II propaganda kind of style, like well, social. And propaganda was very much, a, that was a lot of the theme in the beginning, wasn't it? Mm. That's right. We were, we were very much for the people. For the people, yeah. And we were looking at a lot of that uh, communist artwork yeah, that was- great for us those color schemes the oranges yeah. the kind of faded reds and then the, that type of poster art and we still use a bit of that we still use a bit yeah. of it well it's still a still a bit of a baseline for us yeah yeah the block letters and that kind of thing. i love it it's great yeah it was really cool so yeah then we got into the gym um and then we were with instagram i can't remember what sort of advice we got at that point but we knew that it's funny how we started um with a lot of our imagery like we, we didn't have a really clear idea of what we were trying to say would you agree joe yeah um you know what were the key things that we were trying to say we were trying to say too much you know what i mean and without a very clear plan on how to you know how to how to how to share and balance those messages would you say yeah well we didn't so we didn't at that point we didn't understand what marketing really was and we didn't know that we we didn't know that we needed to do it. We were doing it inadvertently through Instagram because at that time it was kind of like, oh, have you seen Instagram? Like it's pretty important. Apparently, That's it's right. getting quite popular. So we're like, oh yeah, let's put some shit on Instagram. We put up pictures of people working out and yeah, and, and we and all Facebook. had access to Instagram account. Yeah, Remember we that? all had it. Yep. So it was just like even Coach Phil had it. Someone it was always just a male with his shirt off training. Yes. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> that was it was a highlight yeah. of whatever you did that day. That. Yeah, that's all it was at some point. And yep. we and we'll do on Facebook, right? Facebook was really big at that time. Much bigger. And we were just putting stuff on there. And we, you know, we had the logo. We really just had the logo because we needed a web page and we needed to get some hoodies made. So we needed something to print on that. Some legitimacy. But we went through, we did go through <clears throat> that, those steps of consulting with people. And we, we did one consultation with Hallie Lara, a friend of mine. Yep. Hallie, and I remember she just gave me this document and she's like, you know, and it was like, and you know, it was all quite succinct and clear and whatever. We paid a bit of money for it. And, but I was like, I don't know what the fuck any of this shit means. You know, like target audience, mm. demographics psychographics i'm like what i don't fucking know man we're just My training sessions we just up. run these six <laughs> sessions I, I was like you should just come to the session you'll figure out what it is how do what do you what do i need to tell you for that was kind of the attitude was like once people see what we do like there's no way we're not going to blow up and um you know it, we would later learn that, that that that's not really how it works not enough but i remember those sort of the initial advice we got didn't 
we didn't really act on it. We didn't really fulfill it. And it was only until, well, I feel it was only until we hooked up with Drew and Alchemy Institute that we came to understand it a bit better. I reckon it, it had something also to do with the advice that we were getting given where from um, there were more blue trip chip marketing marketers for companies, businesses uh, uh, who kind of came from uh, their, their, their platforms for marketing were uh, more traditional types. And that when we started, it was at the point where, like we said, Instagram wasn't big at all. Facebook was the main thing and everyone was trying to figure out Facebook and it was changing all the time. So people like Drew, because uh, marketing and the avenues and the ability to market and measure and that wasn't available to everyone. It started as Facebook, you know, started to rise. Mm. Everything got democratized from, you know, people who want to say something and show what they do to people who market. Now you can market from your laptop. You can do everything from your laptop. Mm. So we're in that transition where it was like, we're getting advice from these people who aren't, they, they weren't, I would say that they, they didn't have uh, a, a marketing kind of coach model for you know guys like us who were small business owners you know who were passionate about training who owned a gym do you know what i mean whereas whereas drew was like there talking to the gym owner and trying to make it easy for the gym owner and he's built a lot of those systems really cutting away the fat and making the the the, the principles really simple for us to, to catch it's true yeah definitely he had that but also if you look at the nature of marketing as a um, like as an industry, it was changing radically at that time. Yeah. And if you look, you know, you only have to look probably five to 10 years prior to that before really the existence of like, or before the mainstream existence of internet marketing. Mm. And it was all, it was like billboards, newspaper ads, radio That's ads. It. That's it. TV. Um, send flyers out. You make an ad. We were doing TV. flyers. We did some money. flyers. We did some like Postcards. local newspaper type stuff. We yeah. got one member from our flyer drops. Did we? Yeah. Oh, just one. Who just was one. it? And we've done a few over, over Mark, the years. Remember Mark? Ah, uh, yes. Yep. Remember Mark well. Good man. Yeah. A bit of hard work, but good man. <laughs> yes. but Where so, are you now? But so it's interesting <laughs> to think because it's very easy now for people to see, oh, you've got social media, Facebook, TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube. Um, that's how we market. That's really the bulk of, of small business marketing now and big business too. But prior to those things, it was this whole other realm. So I think, yeah, some of these people that we, that we spoke to what came from that traditional marketing background that was like, oh, like you need to do these expensive big avenue kind of things. Oh, and there's also this thing called Twitter and Instagram and you should probably mm, do that mm, too. Mm. Whereas Drew was like, I'm just going to teach you guys how to do Facebook ads. Yeah, That's all I'm going to fucking teach you how to do. Mm. And I'm going to do it for Jim. So he, yeah, he, he niched it down and kind of targeted it for us. And he helped us to define our message. It was like forcing us to answer those questions for ourselves. Yeah. Um, and cost us a lot of money as well. I mean, cost us a lot money. of money, but yeah, it made us a lot of money. Yeah, it cost a lot of money. Yeah, that yeah. was so. That was originally when we moved into the the first gym after the park. It was park first gym, then this gym. It was yeah. park and first gym together for quite a while. That was right. And that time there was also Facebook ads that only they didn't even exist. I don't think originally when we first opened, and then they started like six months into us running a gym. I feel like, like that's there were, true. There were no, yeah. there was no Facebook, Facebook business. And then it became like they, because that's, that's what you do, isn't it? You build this big audience. And then once you got this huge audience, you put businesses. You, you monetize you sell, it. Yeah, you monetize it. Yeah. And that's what happened to Facebook while we were 
in the process of building our, our brand. Yeah, you're right. Because yeah, I remember when it was like, oh, there's Facebook business now. It's yeah. like a new web page. Mm. You got a different login and shit. And it was yep. like, fuck, what's this? And then there's ad, ads manager and all that stuff. Yeah, and then the algorithms and well, things went pretty haywire after that. Yeah. Where do we go from here? Do we talk about, I, I, I think that the, the time that we spent with Drew was a great time for us to, like I said, answer a lot of questions. Because our, our gym was something that was, it was a creative thing mm. plucked out of, you know, Tora's head and then from our heads and all put together and we we're trying to work it out at that time. And I thought it was a really good time. Should we talk about like, you know, that part? Yeah. Yeah. Of course. Um, yeah. Well, so Drew was, a, Drew was essentially a, a guy we knew who yep. had been in the fitness realm. You know, I'd, I'd attended one of his workshops and we'd sort of, we were connected, but he decided he went into this business coaching thing for gyms and I remember he um I think I listened to him on a podcast and then I I think I messaged him I was like bro I love that podcast whatever and um and then he was like oh hey man yeah you uh you need some help and I was like oh we could always do with help and he's like I'll see you on Friday two o'clock I was like oh shit and then he turned up for a meeting with the three of us and he basically that's right called us out on all of our bullshit like what are you doing for this what are you doing for this and we're like nothing 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 don't even know what that is what the fuck's that and he's like, cool, how many members have you gotten this last month? And we're like, oh, none. And then he's like, all right, so here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to teach you those things that you don't know, and I'm going to guarantee that you're going to get to- 100 eight, members, I think, I think it was. 80 members, oh, was it 80? It? it was 80. We're at like yeah. mid-30s or something, and he's like, I'm going to get you, I'm going to double your membership base, you're going to get to 80 members. I think it was members. 40 to 80, yeah. Mm. And we were like, fucking hell, all right, let's see how we go. And um, we had to pay him for it, of course. But and you're going to put your membership rates up. Put them up. That's right. That was our first price rise. So like we were charging people third. like $30, $35. Yeah. I think we doubled it or not quite. Thirded it, thirded it. Yeah. It was pretty, it was a big increase. It was like 15, mm. 18 bucks Definitely a week. Definitely scared the shit out of us. Scared yeah. the shit out of us. He taught us. Different mindset. At that you point. know, we're like, how do we, how do we do this? He's like, you're going to send an email to your members. You're going to say these kinds of things in the email. You're going to shoot a video. You're going to articulate the same things in the video. Put the video at the bottom of the page, like step by step. And, stuff that we take for granted now, right? Because we just know how to do it. But we did all those things and fuck price rise was successful. People were like, yeah, I thought you guys should have put your price up ages ago. Jim's yeah. awesome. And I, th I think we lost one or two members. We lost two who both rejoined. Yeah. Uh, At a later date. Callum and Claire. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah. And Callum is back in London and he's still like, I still message with him and he's like, bro, you guys taught me so much. Like, Right. Wish JB's so was cool. here. Yeah, see. Mm. But yeah, so yeah, we lost two members who ended up coming back and ended up learning all of these sort of foundational activities that we now use, right? Newsletter, social media, messaging, avatar, psychographic, like demographics, all that the stuff. Consistency. Yeah. Yeah. And it that's when it started to fall more on your shoulders for a couple of reasons. One was you were in the gym full time and putting the time in. And uh, two, it just ended up being a bit of a natural thing for you, talking yeah. in front of camera and wording uh, sentences and that kind of stuff. Yeah. Uh, and that's when you took the role off the that rest of us and we had to, 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 to um, consolidate the well, – or to, to, um, to have the, the same voice uh, representing right. the business mm. rather than – because it becomes convoluted, doesn't it, when you have – three different styles of writing or three different uh, and also three different interpretations of the same mm. same product 
Mm. Because if somebody asks the three of us, and I know this is supposed to be like one of the worst things is when, you know, three people are working in three different directions in the one business. Um, you know, everyone should know exactly what the business represents and where it should be going. It's never been that way for us. We've always been tugging in different directions, ever so slightly, but heading in the same same to same, the same direction, the same direction, but yeah. different ways. And this is uh, this is, and we find that happy medium, which in turn is like just us challenging each other to to be in a, in, a, in, a, in a, and and, a, and with that we find the most productive and most creative uh, and the most uh, direct way forward. You know. Yeah. But someone had to had to be able to to present that to the public, and coming from three different people, or wasn't uh, it was four at the time? To God, don't you remember some of those meetings? Oh, right. Like where we were oh, butting heads or just seeing things differently. One, <laughs> <laughs> at that stage, we I think we all had a, a you know, I, I feel like we're a lot more mature. With but it's still the same, we just hide it better. Yeah, you know, we've we, we've. <laughs> He's For not. the most part, like <laughs> we, we detach, you know, we, we do our best to detach emotion from things and see it for what the value of it, yeah. you know, and now we can actually come together and have a little bit of the thing and then come out with the result a lot quicker. Whereas it, our meetings used to go for freaking ages oh, fuck. and mainly most of it because cause it was just a bit frictiony. In that little hot box of an office. Fucking you know, hell. Just sweating up Do you remember yeah. long meetings and- On the floor. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they were just kind of open-ended, weren't they? Open-ended. Yeah. No that's agenda. Right. Just talking about stuff, raising issues. Mm. Oh, and kind of not really understanding that we had to, we had to come up with some kind of action off the back of it <laughs> yeah. so that, you know, it could be addressed and- yeah, I mean, you know, that's something we take almost that sort of thing is what we take for granted, right? That mm. someone had to tell us, oh, when you have meetings, you should like schedule them like a start and an end time and you should have like an agenda that you follow. And it's an like, action task. We're like, wow, fuck. <laughs> yeah. Something down after. You know, simple shit, right? <laughs> Which would be really funny if someone who's like got an MBA or something is listening to this because they're like, you guys are fucking rookies. Yeah. <laughs> but it's but the interesting thing. Yeah, it's like- Can you lift a barbell? Well, you can, it's, you can learn it, you can learn it in, in a formalized environment and then go start a business or you can start a business and then go fucking learn it while you're in the fire and then hopefully find your way out of it. Mm. Yeah. It's, a, is it, we must've wasted a lot of time. A lot. Then. But well, we imagine if we had, imagine well. if we had been studying business for five years mm. and then decided to open Jungle Brothers. Yeah. You know, we would have been so more rigid in our ideas. Yeah. And, um, you know, so it's like, there's such a trade off there. Yeah. No, I wouldn't change it. No, no nor way. would I. We wouldn't have what we've got today. <laughs> well, we waste, yeah, time and money, but fuck. <laughs> I mean, who hasn't? <laughs> yeah, so that role started to fall into your, into your lap. Yeah. You took it. Yeah. In a, in a way, like, like, and I don't mean that in a, in a negative way. It was like it needed to be done. Like you turned around and said, look, uh, and I think Paul kind of backed that up. Uh, he said, I'm going to take over being the voice for the business needs to be one person. And mm. I have a feeling that Drew might have been saying that to you as well. Yeah. Because obviously he was looking at our stuff and the stuff you were putting up was the stuff that was speaking to, to the public better. Well, yeah, and, and I was, and you know, there were events and stuff you with him and I had to go to those. I was kind of the yeah. guy, all three of us usually couldn't be there. So it was just, I was getting the information. Mm. Yeah, it seemed like the You were also making a lot of progress with your own training at the time. Yeah. Because you'd put your head down and you're doing like four hour stints uh, and the jits was moving real quick. So there was a, a storyline of your own that started to develop on social media and that's now become 
uh, part of yeah. your, you know. You had a training vlog. Yeah, uh, training blog. Still training blog was prior. Yeah, it's yeah. Adventures sure, in sure. training, but yeah. it's true. Yeah, there I was, was an interest, but there. it kind of yeah. came, came no? over. It's true. Yeah, there was more yeah. of an interest there for you than it was for the three. Well, I was in the freaking another industry. Yeah. yeah, for a lot longer. Paul was still deep in the trenches. I was kind of like halfway between wherever, and yeah, you, know, you were like half there, half fitness first. And Betsy, our, our fourth business partner, even now that with a with a um, successful gym. His, his social media presence is just as much as it needs to be to, for him to kind of keep moving forward, but it was never, it was never the powerhouse that uh, Jungle Brothers has now, you know? It was yes. never going to be that. And I think when you've got something like that, you need someone behind it driving it, and that became, became you. Yeah. You know? um, when, you, when you decided to, to take that role, was it... Um, influenced by by someone else or was it something that you wanted to do or did you just feel like okay this has to be done no one else wants to fucking do it so i'm just gonna just step up and take it i can't actually remember when i like i don't actually remember the time you know lack of taking it over or sort of adopting it as my own so it's hard to it's hard to say but i guess i guess it was just I, i think i saw it as the only option because you know, I was I was there all the time, and I was. So you know, at that point, you and it were were really guiding the business, and Paul was Paul was a part of it, but not working in it. Yeah. So Paul was kind of like, yeah, whatever, like whatever you Just guys let me say know what doing. I need to do. Yeah. So then, so we had the we were really uh, directing the ship, and then I was on the ship every day. Yeah. You know, I'm there. I'm coaching class in the park. I remember it was five days of five days of classes between the gym and, and the park thing. Maybe it was six. Anyway, so it was just no one else can do it. And I don't, I don't, I don't know, but I don't know. Were you even using, I don't know if you were really using Instagram. Oh, no. no, no, I wasn't on Insta. Yeah. I was on Facebook and it was very sporadic and not so, yeah, I didn't really understand the tool, to be honest. Yeah. Like the stuff I was posting was terrible. I mean, it still is. <laughs> I still don't. It's got its own it. flavor. Oh, damn, it's got its own flavor. Just like that cream from Tilba. <laughs> but yes. um, but you know, so I was like, well, I it's it can only be me, yeah. you know. And I guess, and I I had no quite like no issues with that at all. I was like super happy to, because all I was learning, everything I was learning was telling me you don't fucking know anything, and there's all this shit that you're doing poorly, and someone needs to do it yesterday, and so I'm like. I'm going to do it. Like it's me, I'm here kind of thing. So yeah. So it was kind of an easy transition in that regard. And I guess, um, yeah. And I felt confident because, because we were the ones kind of steering the ship. I knew what the message was. Like we had the most amount of clarity on it out of the three of us. So I was like, cool. I can tell that story. And what, um, tell us more about the message. Tell, you, I mean, we've talked about how, <coughs> where it was, but where, where is it now? Well, clearly, it's amazing. You can jump forward and back. Oh, it's not like a we linear can do that. fucking story. Like no, that. move wherever no, you like. It's a Guy Ritchie film, this podcast. Mm. <laughs> um, <laughs> do you like dags? It's, um, so where it is now is we have, um, we've got a few main avenues of marketing, right? So if we, you know, if we kind of lay it out for folks, <clears> you have all of those traditional realms, newspaper, magazines, billboards, whatever. Um, or you have the more kind of the, the, the new stuff, which is now just the stuff really Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, Google, 
uh, email marketing. Um, and then you have other things that, that say we do like this podcast. This is a form of marketing. Uh, and then you have like local area stuff, which might be fly drops or banners or collaborations with local businesses, whatever. So, you know, I would consider them our main avenues. Um, and we just try to, through those avenues, we just try to send our message so that it gets to people. And you can't, the, 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 you know, the frustration with marketing is that it's very hard to tell everyone who you are, right? I had a guy join the gym two weeks ago. He was frothing so hard from, from the first phone call we had to when he signed up for his membership. He's just frothing. And he's like, bro, this is the sickest fucking gym. He's like, man, I, I can't believe I've never heard of you guys. You need to do more marketing. Um, <laughs> apparently you can put ads out on uh, Instagram and Facebook and they just like, you don't even have to spend that much. Like you should try putting was some that? ads out. Very it was uh, Leo. <laughs> and I was like, I, I wanted to tell him, bro, shut the fuck up. All right, I fucked around with these ads. They're not as easy as they sound. Like, we've spent fucking you know, tens of thousands of dollars on, on, on those ads. But I'm like, you know, it points to, there's still so many people who just don't know of our existence. And mm. you're like, fuck, I just wish I could tell everyone of our existence. So what you, you're really trying to do that. And you're trying to then, you can't tell everyone because they just, the avenues don't allow you to tell everyone because the, the, the purveyors of those avenues. So the people who run YouTube, the people who run Instagram, Facebook, they understand that it is very valuable for you to get that message out to folks. So they value it very highly. They, they charge a lot for it and they charge more than you can spend, right? So then you as a business owner have to decide, well, how much do I have to spend and how valuable is it to me to tell people of this message? And you don't want people who aren't a good fit for your business to get the message because that's a wasted sending of the message. You, you want to send, if it were like a message in a fucking pigeon, you would want to send it to the person that really is going to come to your gym and be like that guy that's like, man, this is the sickest fucking gym ever. Sign me up for 10 years. So, so there's this constant battle of like trying to be effective with it, like cost effective, but then also um, clear in what you're telling people so that they understand, right? So they understand, holy shit, this place is about strength and mobility and community, sustainability. It's awesome. I want to be a part of it you might have the avenues right, but you might fuck the message up and then you get it out to someone and they're like, ah, oh, they look like a bunch of fucking bodybuilders. All I see is dudes with their top off doing heavy shit that I can't do, you know, but really you were trying to tell them something else, but maybe you just didn't articulate it right. Mm -hmm. So there's this kind of, this is kind of the, the battle, you know, and I guess those, those avenues are like the battles that I'm trying to fight on for mm -hmm. us. And, and what about uh, the message? What are you trying to tell people? Once you what, 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 actually, before we go into the message, what, 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 is that per, what is that person that you're trying to, who is he, her, him, her, that you're sending this message in the, by, by a pigeon to? All right, so there's, yeah, so you could say like there's a male and a female version, um, but they're between 25 and 35 years old. Um, training history, they've definitely trained at some gyms before, They've done a bit of time at like a big globo gym, like a fitness first kind of thing. Um, you know, maybe had a little bit of success with it, but really didn't find it very fulfilling. Found it a bit weird because no one talks to each other there and everyone's looking in the mirror and it's just a strange environment. Um, so, you know, they tried some other things. They did CrossFit for a little while. Kind of liked it, liked the team kind of aspect of it, the community thing, but found that it was just a bit too competition based and they kind of would hurt their back often and get these sort of recurring little niggling injuries and just like, fuck, I really love it, but it just doesn't seem like it's kind of the right thing for my body. Um, 
you know, and they, they've had a bit of experience in combat as well. So they, you know, took some jujitsu classes, really loved it, never really stuck with it, but just kind of dig that side of training. And so they are looking for something that can sort of fill a gap and they're not really sure what that gap is. Um, they, they like spending on their health, so they really value their health and well-being. Um, and they really don't mind spending money on things that nourish them. So they buy good food. They don't mind going to like a really sick cafe once, twice a week and, and you know, spending 35, 40 bucks on breakfast. Like they're, they're into nice things and they're into looking after themselves and they, they're into a bit of self-development and all those things. Um, and they like being around people. They get, they get nourishment from being around others and that energizes them and they recognize uh, whether consciously or unconsciously that uh, being around um, other people who are like them brings positive energy to their life. So that's really, you know, who, who we're kind of looking for. And it could be experience with the fight thing, like I said, or maybe they had experience with weightlifting or maybe they were a gymnast as a child and they want to kind of revisit that. So they're not necessarily a fan of everything we do, but like most of what we do appeals to them. And they're like, oh, fuck yeah, that, I'd, love to, I'd love to do a handstand again. Or yeah, I'm down mm. to try a kickboxing class. That's, that's how I see it. And that's our avatar. That's our avatar. Mm. Uh, the, and, and you can still fit within, like, you, you, like when you say t- between 25, 35, we've got lots of people outside of that age bracket and, not, and that don't necessarily fit that mold, but it's, it's a mindset, isn't it? Well, it's, like a, mar- a, it's a marketing old, choice. Yeah, and also the people that, that are a little bit older are generally young at heart mm. and the kids that come in that are under – are quite mature, mature for their age. So they're still sitting mm. in that, that bracket, mm. but they're just that personality type. Yeah, there you might be I mean? one or two variables that don't match, yeah, but yeah. really, yeah, but from a- But they do. That's right, on a human level, they're kind yeah. of, they're there. Yeah. And, that's, and, that, and that again goes back to that idea of um, you have to choose your avenues and choose what to spend on because you can't, it's hard to talk to everyone. Yes. So you could say like, if we had an infinite marketing budget, we might spend, you know, 70% of our marketing budget talking to the 35, 25 to 35 year olds, but then we might spend 10% talking to 35 to 50 year olds, 10% talking to 20 to 25 year olds, you know? Yeah. But because we don't, we just go, all right, we're just going to hit this section and then the outliers or the people who are outside of that will, will find their way to us. Now, um, one of our strongest, strongest tools would be um, referrals. Would you say? Yeah. So how does, how does that work? We've been through a, a bit of kind of work with the, on the referral side of things. And we've, I mean, I think we've tried many times over the years to really, to consciously uh, get people to give us referrals. So, you know, we'd run like a referral campaign or we'd run like a, like a, like there's a prize, like, Hey, recommend a friend in the next couple of months and we'll give you, you know, whatever this awesome gift or we'll give you some money or, you know, we'll give you something just to incentivize people to go and tell their friends about us. Um, but what we found is, is that, um, people, our people generally don't really care much about, they don't want reward for their referral. And it's almost like, I think in a way, our people feel like that detracts from their contribution to our gym. Mm. Like their contribution is, no, I told my friend, because I think it's a fucking awesome gym, I don't want payment for this or reward. I just, I'm doing it off my own back. It's a gift for you guys kind of thing. So it's true, huh? It is, yeah. Because and they want to train with their, their buddy. 
Well, they want they want their friends yeah. here, yeah, and they but they kind of want to they want to like take that action off their own uh, off their own back. Um, so the the referral thing just has always happened naturally for us. People tell their friends about it, and then their friends get in touch and go, "Oh, I'm a friend of so and so's. They've been telling me all about it." Or maybe the the our member will say, "Hey, my friend's interested. Here's their phone number. Give them a call." Um, I, I feel like we've just always had a steady stream of referrals come through. Now, why do they, why does that happen? Uh, I think that that's something that's very hard for us to, to identify beyond we do a fucking awesome job and we really try to deliver on as many different things within the gym as we can. Great programs, great social atmosphere, great music, um, great coaches, you know, good vibes, funny jokes, like all of the things we do, a clean gym, space, Kumut, like all that stuff contributes to people wanting to tell their friends about us. What, what would you say? Yeah, I think uh, I totally agree. I think uh, I think when when you want to refer somebody, you're actually giving to the person that you that that's coming. Like it's a gift to that person. Like oh, I I go try something awesome, and I poor you got to come to this gym. It's fucking going to be good for you. I I, I want I want you to come to this gym because I want to I want to give you that experience that I've just been through. And if it becomes, uh, like you were saying, uh, a, a sale for me, so I can capitalize on something, it's almost like if you're not that kind of person, it can be a, a little bit off-putting, you know? Yeah. So it's nice to, to know that what we do here is actually given to people, uh, like pe- other people want their friends or family members to come in because it's almost like they, they know that, that how, much, how, how good it's going to be for them. You know, and they're sharing something really cool. No? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, like uh, one thing, yeah, what I'd say is, um, and it's kind of bridging the gap between marketing and sales, which are two different departments, but almost the same because they cross over. <clears throat> was something that it took me a while to learn um, coming into this job and this role uh, learning how to sell and not being someone who thinks they could sell anything coming from a kind of humble family type culture, always giving things away and then having to try and sell on the phone or to people. And I know it was work we did with Drew on sales and it definitely helped me. was the idea of what I've got here is of value to people and we're lucky because we're not pushing some chemical product to people that, you know, is just trying to make a buck and we've, decided to place ourselves in an industry where we're doing great things in the world and for individuals and we're sending a better message out there to the rest of the, the big tribe. Um, so for us, I think people, we represent a very unique whole that people have a void thing that they're not getting in their world. Like loads of people out there don't have a community at all. And fuck, we just have that here. Loads of people don't treat themselves as in look after their own body or spend any time doing any sort of movement and some time to think about their movement and whatnot. So we're in, we have actually a, a, a thing that's different to all the other products out there, as in, you know, in the general, in the general market of, of things and, and items and clothes and materialistic things. So we have that, that special thing. So when people come here, and they feel that gap or that thing and it makes them feel that way. Um, yeah, I think that, yeah, we just, people just want to share that with yeah, their loved ones. Special. And usually our referral campaigns, is, the copy is like that, isn't it? It's like you want to give your someone that you know and love the same feeling that you've gotten here, then you should tell someone. Yeah. And that's, it's quite an easy thing to, 
to, to put to people. Yeah, it is. Mm. And it, I mean, <clears throat> I guess the, yeah, the beauty of the referral thing is that uh, somebody, somebody who's really energized about their experience here can, if they're trying to convey that to another person, they're probably not going to quite hit the mark because they're not going to be able to describe it in the way that say we would or the way that, that I would as a marketing person. But it's almost doesn't matter because it's more about the human kind of emotional thing where it's just like, man, it's just fucking awesome. Like it's the sickest thing. You know, they haven't really said anything besides it's great. So that I think that's really powerful for folks. Mm. Um, it makes me think about with the marketing, like our message, right, which you kind of touched on before, which is strength, mobility, um, reconnecting with your physicality, being able to express yourself, uh, being part of something that's bigger than you, um, you know, both being part of a, a community, but also being part of something that's supporting a, a, a healthy ecosystem and living in that way. Like it's a huge message. There's so much to say there. And if you take your mind to like, if you're scrolling through Facebook and you see an ad and it's like a picture of a gym and it says, um, join a community of awesome people and, um, you know, get mobile and, um, <clears throat> learn permaculture and grow your own food and whatever you're just gonna most people are gonna be like that's fucking lame like mm. it doesn't speak to people so the tricky part there is that you're you might have a message but the, the message might be slightly different to what it actually is once they get in here because we've said this the other day there's only been two people or a couple of people that have come to our gym that have said to us consciously when we asked them why they came here they said i'm here for community Everybody else that's come besides those two, so all the other hundreds of people over the years have come for like, I want to get fitter, I want to lose weight, I just want to get a bit strong, right? Get an exercise. Strong mobile. Strong mobile. So, but they almost, but I don't hear mobile much. That's usually my words. You get mobile or you you get when you say, oh, like mobility and they're like, yeah. yeah." No, I get a, I get a, it's that message is now. Okay, really hitting the mark. Yeah. yeah, strength, right. mobility are the two. People know that word reasons. these days. They didn't they're, they're, originally. They're the, the two words that people tell me when they, because I'm, yeah. I'm obviously the sales guy at the moment, uh, and any new member that or, or potential lead that comes to the gym, it's the first thing I ask them, like, what do you, you, know, what do you want out of your training? And it's generally strength and mobility. So that's the want, isn't it? But, yeah. the, but then we look in what you're talking about, that subcontext is the, is the need in a way, yeah, and yeah. it's 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 the need, but it's also the it's also the thing that they just didn't know they wanted. Yeah, they just didn't know it's what we know they need, and it's and it's because it's because too like people, you know, we're probably not that great. We're probably a lot of us aren't quite self aware enough to really isolate or identify what it is that we want. Mm. And so you come to a gym to meet with a coach about training, and they say, "What do you want?" And you're thinking, "Oh, what fitness." type thing do I want yeah right it's so and I think about like with churches and stuff they kind of I don't really look at church marketing but I'm guessing like you know if you take like that kind of that extreme end where it's like come to church and you won't go to hell and you're like I'll go to church and then when you get in there they're probably not talking about going to hell and fire and brimstone they're talking about community and being yeah. kind to your brother and you know not coveting thy neighbor's wife and Although and then so, have a good chat with everyone after and a cup of tea and yeah right and bake off and, yeah. and it's this community thing so 
And the people are like, oh, I love going to church. And yeah. it's, it's no longer, oh, I go there because I don't want to go to hell. It's like, no, I go there because it's fucking awesome. And yeah. my friends are there. So I think it's the same thing with Jungle Brothers. So the, 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 the challenge with the marketing is like, without being, um, without being a creep and without being dishonest to the values of the brand, how do you speak to people on that kind of, um, on that kind of subconscious sort of primal level about the things that they, that they want they want to lose weight. They want to get strong. They want to feel more confident about how they look and how they perform. Uh, they want to be in less pain day to day. Um, but without being an asshole and saying like, you're overweight and you've got poor health and, you know, here's the answer kind of thing. Like, that's a real tricky part. Mm. Um, and I think that it's a, it's a battle that any, that any kind of business, especially a gym, has to, has, to, has to face because you can't just – and we did this for a long time. You can't just tell them – exactly what it is that you do because sometimes that's not sexy enough they have to experience that yeah yeah i agree and then i guess within that imagery or the wording then that comes the core values of of our of our business model as well or, or jungle brothers which um at this stage you know wrap summing it up in community sustainability and and expression tell us about expression paul what do we mean by that? Oh, it's a, that's a, a kind of an umbrella term for a few things. I immediately think about uh, the movement aspect or the physical aspect of it because it's, it's part of the spheres that we drew up for, for folks who come into the gym and how they can see, you know, their, their time spent here and, and that's across. How does it go again, Joe? Um, we got the physicality triangle mm. with the uh, adaptable. Oh, adaptable. Uh, expression yes and uh, robust yeah that's right so um, so yeah there's the the physical aspects of expression and, and building a place that um, allows people to do that um, and that means uh, yeah like you know, we're gonna take care of that that car in the garage um, and look after your mechanics and build strength and stuff um, but also being able to take that and, and doing something creative to it, which I think is a, a much more human thing and it's a natural thing that I think that everyone in some part of their, their, their selves, uh, I think happiness is tied up with, you know, being able to express yourself. And um, I think expressing yourself physically is, is it's, it's, it's hugely satisfying um, rather than just, you know, being a painter or a singer or something like that, being able to uh, have a dance or being able to fight and move with someone on the mat, sparring or otherwise, I feel like for me, that's definitely uh, very important. It's what motivates me kind of the most, or or should I say um, that I'm attracted to the most when I think of gyms. Um, so there's that aspect of it. Um, but I also think that our community, a step outside of just the physical part is um, it's a community in which we give people a platform to express themselves, as in we have Christmas parties, we have um, gym build days, or we have the gardening aspect where people can come, people can cook, and, you know, they can cook things that they, they you know, that they love to cook and they want to yeah, have people cultural. eat it. Yeah. People just don't have people to cook for necessarily. And when they come here and they get to put it down and everyone has a break, you know, I think that definitely goes a long way. To, that person feels amazing when that happens. Um, yeah, so it's just a, it's a community hub where people can come in and, and, and do things like that. And th there's a huge element of, uh, of acceptance with the word like expression, self-expression, like to, to be able to go into a space 
and and know you're not going to get judged for doing something. Firstly, if you are interested mm, in expressing mm. yourself a certain way, you may not be some physical specimen, or maybe you are, and you 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 you're, you're a powerhouse on the barbell, uh, but you're He's too scared right to have a to have a dance because you know you're going to look like a bloody like a powerlifter trying to dance. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but here. You can come in and you could you could do that and you know people will have a laugh. Yeah, but you're never going to be judged for it. Like no, I came so in the other day and there's like Paul and Ty were breakdancing on, on the on the platform out the front. Marco was working on his handstands. The straps are out. You're up the back with a with a new member. Um, I there was this day. Uh, some people rolling. Uh, there was Mark Milton and his uh, son, uh, and they were having a real intimate moment on the mats together in their in their gi who's introducing him so to cool. jiu-jitsu and they're just talking, sitting. And then there was um, a couple other little things going on. And I looked around, I was someone like- Someone hit the bag, <sighs> someone lifting some weights. Yes, it was so amazing. And every single element, each, one, each person was deep within their own practice, you know, sharing knowledge. Uh, there's a lot of sharing and uh, learning more about each other and, and having this space where they could express themselves. Um, was just like, okay, it's, it's, it, the, the, it's working, you know? And the energy in the room just felt so inviting, you know? Yeah. Came in, I go, I could fucking do anything right now. No one's going to bat an eyelid. Nah, so true. Just like run naked through the gym. <laughs> and no one even knows I was there. <laughs> it's because you do it every third day. <laughs> I'll tell you again. It's training. <laughs> but it's a, such a lovely, lovely environment. And I think, for mental health, for, um, for growth. So, you know, to be able to take that step and know that you can start a new, a new, a new form of discipline or, or you can practice something that, that um, you can't do in your standard gym and people aren't going to judge you for it, you know? Yeah. It's great. Yeah, it's true. And, it's, and that really is like at the heart of the expression thing, isn't it? It's yeah. like, man, it's, it's open. There's no judgment. There's, there's a multitude of, of things being developed here and you're not going to be good at all of them. So embrace like embrace that 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 everyone kind of sucks at something different, yeah. and that's kind of the beauty of it. And and there's times where you look at something and you're like, oh, you know, it might even build that little bit of judgmental side of you. You know, like I don't like what that person's doing over there, that particular style of movement or discipline or whatever it is. But you kind of have to, you got to swallow it a little bit, you know. Yeah. So there's a, there's a bit of that and that just helps helps that you build levels of tolerance for each other. And I, we have standards within that, right? Always, like if someone's yeah. doing dog shit exercise, yeah. we'll say, hey, leave. Stop. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> Stop no more. now. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, th- that's right. It's like, it's, it, it does force you to become open and tolerant. Open and tolerant and also allows our, our, our own brand, our own... Our own uh, programming and, and, and exercise design evolve because of the fact we haven't locked our doors to, to the outside world. We're not strength and conditioning and we're not jujitsu and we're not gymnastic strength training. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like we can take from all of those, whatever the hell we want, apply it how we like. And this uh, in turn allows us to create something better, you know? Yeah. And this is, and, and, and it comes back to the to the message you know self-expression 
Yeah, so like say say that as a thing, right? Like what you just mentioned, it's very hard to articulate that to someone who doesn't know anything about us. <laughs> we just did, man. Yeah. Let's put that in the core values. Right? But yeah, but it's hard. I mean, you can tell them, you can talk about expression, but they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. What's the training? And so at a point you have to say, oh, well, it's jujitsu, it's Thai boxing. That's right. gymnastics, mm. um, weightlifting, mobility work. And then- you know, you have to talk to them in language that they're like, okay, I, I, I understand those things yeah. and I want those. Okay, cool. Yeah, I'm in. And then and then when they're in here, then you're like, well, this is kind of how it plays out. Yeah. And then, you know. We fight, then we lift and then we moved. Yeah. Mm. But were the other parts there? Sustainability? Sustainability. I guess that's just recognition of um, of the, the systems that support us. And, I, and the systems of, of breathing fresh air, Drinking clean water, eating, you know, quality from a quality food, food source. It's pretty simple stuff. Yeah. And an, and an acknowledgement of that and how important that is for health, uh, which is something that, you know, I believe the rest of the, well, the majority, well, almost all of the fitness industry turns their back on in a way. They don't want to recognize it because it's too big a subject, but you can go deep into nutrition, you can go deep into into exercise prescription, repetitions and the rest of it. But none of that means shit if you can't breathe fresh air and drink clean water and eat quality food source from a quality food source, you know? This is true. So we want to change that. The sustainability piece also has a bearing on on the, the training aspect of it, which is yeah. training in a way that's sustainable, right? Doing something that has longevity to it, understanding what your body's needs are, you know, so like the physical systems, you could say, um, going back to that avatar example, it's like, yeah, it might be really great if you love like training at a, at a, at a really competitive CrossFit gym, but how long are you actually going to be able to do that for? Yeah. Um, you know, anyone that's done it, there's a limited time frame. So it's like, all right, well, what are you going to do and how are you going to shape your training and, and approach to it so that you can do the thing that you love forever? You can spar once a week, you know, until yes, the day you die definitely. or you can train jujitsu or whatever it is. And really all of that comes down to is, is foresight, isn't it? You know, having, having a, a, like asking yourself, you know, where am I going to be in five years' time if I continue this particular practice or part of my life? Ten years' time, 20 years' time, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah I think, but for, foresight and, and as well, like the, just education around it. Education. Like, because it's really easy to think like, oh, I'm fucking bashing it out, training five times a week, I'm getting super fit. Like, man, if I keep going in th at this rate, I'm going to be like crazy fit in 18 months and then you're fucking injured. Mm. And it's like, oh, okay, if you know, yeah, that, you know, uh, your physiological development doesn't really happen like that. So you got to pick some stuff that's challenging and tough and whatever, but you've also got to make time for recovery and look after those things as well. And if you balance those two things well and you train intelligently and that means movement patterns that are correct for you and someone that can coach you and look at you and those sorts of things and you apply that, with the recovery stuff on top, then yeah, your chances of success and, and long-term kind of uh, adherence to this process are, are greater, you know? And I think for a lot of people, you know, and this is maybe a little bit off topic, but the, the fitness thing is they don't see it as, they don't quite have un understand that there is a balance between the challenge, but then also the recovery and the, that side of it. And it's yeah. just like hardcore challenge all the time. Yeah, that's right. Moving well. Yes. Um, and then obviously we've got community, which we've already kind of been through, but you know, I, I think, um, and we've talked about this quite a few times on our podcast that, uh, how important it is to have connection, uh, for, for your health, for health. And when you look at these things like, 
uh, community, uh, expression, uh, sustainability. Um, the exercise is almost like, yeah, just the cream on, on top, isn't it? I it mean, is. Without those fundamentals, you can train all, all you like and it's not going to be doing, doing shit. It's not going to do anything. Yeah. You know? Yeah. You've got to have that, that foundation. It's kind of the thing that brings everyone together. Yeah. Yeah, and we found that over COVID, you know, how uh, – and that really tested – tested our business model, you know, and I made comparisons between how we handled COVID and how other gyms handled COVID. And it was very obvious that the gyms that did not have good connection, good community, didn't do as well as the ones that did. It was yeah. as simple as that. You know, you know what I mean? Yeah, because there's nothing holding you there except no. for the cheap membership and yeah. you like using their bench press machine. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, the, the bonds – there's no glue holding that together, and I think it exposed a lot of a lot of models out there that um, that were quite, quite uh, that are quite vulnerable, to be honest. And um, we didn't go through the same thing. Our model was robust. No, our community was never stronger than during COVID. Yeah, this is true. Um, so we're looking now, coming back to to, to now, and you, Joe, have. Um, You've got your own personal Instagram account, which you manage on a weekly, daily, weekly kind of level. Then you've got Bulletproof or BJJ, which is uh, another you know, your um, your side hustle or your um, your personal business, mm-hmm. which is a training uh, or getting um, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu practitioners uh, strong again or strong, strong and mobile. <laughs> yeah, and then let um, him sell it. And then you've got um, <laughs> you've got JBs as well. Yep. Yeah. And you're managing the three of these accounts together um, using a very similar method to advertise the three, I guess. And um, and you you cop a lot of scrutiny from us, uh, like regularly. And uh, I think this comes back to uh, the fact that um, both myself and Paul and you uh, feel very very strongly about um, the business that we represent and, and we, want it, um, we want it represented well and true to our own personal interpretation of what that business is. Uh, how do you, how, when, when you go work through this process of us constantly telling you what, what we don't like and not telling you what we want, um, what's the, what do you, how, do you, how do you work through that? Because it's, it's quite emotionally charged at times. Yeah, so... <clears throat> I guess um, I'll answer in two parts because I see one part as the management of the three different sort of uh, brands and then also then how do I deal with like you guys and your requests and, and, and you know, conflict if, it, you know, when it arises. So the management of the three brands is like um, the – so that my personal Instagram is in a way quite easy because I can just put whatever I want up there. Anything that's relevant to me, my thoughts, my viewpoints on anything, as long as I believe that, you know, like uh, it would be, you know, it would be interesting to see what I would be saying if I was like an extreme right winger or something and expounding fucking hardcore or even hardcore left views on my Instagram, you know, cause that would have an effect on our brand, right? Like, oh, this guy's a bit fucking extreme. But, you know, I feel like I'm pretty confident in most of my values and most of my beliefs around training and whatnot. So I don't mind expounding that stuff. And, you know, my Instagram handle is JB Joey. So it's like Jungle Brothers Joey, right? So, um, 
But the beauty is I can just talk about whatever I want. I fucking talk about a movie I watch, talk about an athlete that I like, talk about this awesome meal that I just cooked. Stuff that's not relevant to like our brand, right? But it's it's relevant to me. Um, Bulletproof for BJJ, it's it's one thing that's simple about about that in comparison to Jungle Brothers is that it's it's a very simple product. It's just a training program for Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu practitioners and that's all it is. And all I'm doing is telling them this is what you need to do to be uh, strong and mobile for Jiu-Jitsu and this is our program and join it and that's it. And I'm just putting out a message around that. When it comes to Jungle Brothers, um, the message is everything we just articulated, right? Strength, mobility, community connection, sustainability, um, you know, our new merchandise, the garden that's getting built, the deck that just went up, the jiu-jitsu program, um, you know, the podcast, like there's all these, there's so much, the business, the, 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 the brand is so rich now, there's so much happening within it. So I, I, there I'm trying to like tell the story and it's a, it's, I've been thinking about this since you kind of, um, yeah, since we've been talking about it in recent weeks and what is, what is challenging in that process is that you get feedback from social media. So when I post, uh, I can post a video that is like, here's, here's a great example. Here's three hip stretches for BJJ. And the, the cover of the, the, the video is hip stretches for BJJ. And I post these three stretches and I get like 300 likes and I get 50 comments. And I can see that heaps of people have shared it. And they're like, this is fucking awesome. You help them so much. Thanks, man. You guys change, you know, you're like, oh, wow. Like this is really hitting the mark. I'm going to keep talking to these guys, you know? So then like a couple of days later, I'll put out three shoulder stretches for BJJ and it just, you know, goes on. But with Jungle Brothers, I can be like the same thing. Here's three stretches for your hips because you got tight hips from lifting too much. And you get like 50 likes. And you get like one comment and it's from a member at your gym who comments on everything. Mm. And you're like, you know, they're, they're just your, your, your stable rock comment person. And you're like, fuck, you're like, that didn't hit the mark with anyone. So it just drops your energy. You're like, well, I'm not going to bother shooting those three hip stretches because no one likes it. Now, what's happening there is that the market for Jungle Brothers is so saturated. There's so many gyms out there. There's so many fitness influencers there's so much material already on Instagram. Uh, and this is just one avenue, right, that we're discussing. But there's already so much on there that your message is quite diluted. And it's like, big shit, man. I've seen fucking, you know, 10 videos that were like four stretches for the hip. So I don't want to watch your three, you know. So it, it kind of, it, as, a, as a person, it hits your mo Like as the person doing it, like, oh, well, fuck, I'm not, I'm missing the mark here. All right, well, I guess I won't, I won't do those videos. I'll have to do something else. You know, and so you, you try something else. So um, this is where like the, that platform really favors the niche. And if you look at the jujitsu strength and mobility, that's a hardcore niche, right? So it's so narrowed down. But if you look at Jungle Brothers, it's, it's, we're niche in a way, but we're also not. Because it is like bodyweight strength, weightlifting, jujitsu, fight, community, mm -hmm. like all these things. Yeah. So... Um, I have a constant kind of conflict in my head about like, oh, is this even worthwhile? My, is this worth my time? Um, is Instagram a waste of time? This 30 minutes that it just took me to make this post that didn't really seem to do anything. Um, is that really, is that worth it? Or should I spend that 30 minutes like writing an email and sending that to our, our email base and saying, oh, hey guys, we got a, you know, a mental health first aid workshop coming up, like sign up for it, you know, whatever. Or here's a new membership offer or something. 
So um, that for me, there's always this back and forth and there's never, there's never really a consistent line uh, across those three of like, oh, this is how I manage A, B, and C. Right. Right, because it's constantly dynamic. Um, the, the second part, which was about like you guys, I guess um, I, I, I accept that there's always going to be those moments where I might say something or do something that doesn't quite hit the mark for you guys and that you guys are going to tell me, be like, bro, that's fucked. I didn't agree with that. And I think that's just how it has to be, right? If you're representing a brand that is as kind of dynamic as ours, it is as young as ours. And I'm also representing it in a way that's like, it's not, you know, I'm not like a, I'm not a, we don't have like a system of operations and like a marketing handbook and like strict parameters. We're creating new products all the time. Like, you know, last year we didn't have an internship or, you know, two years ago we didn't have an internship. Four years ago we didn't have a podcast. Um, you know, we, we personal training wasn't a big focus, you know, up until really a few years ago. So all of these things as they evolve become something that needs to be included in that messaging. So I feel like um, I try to just... I don't really feel, I never feel any particular concern for you guys. I just kind of leave the ball in your court to tell me when something hasn't done right. And then I guess we have a conversation about it and I try and rational, uh, yeah, justify it to you. Uh, I mentioned the three, the, the three avenues because they're almost three different hats. Uh, and what I find when I scroll through social media, I see all three hats, but I see them through the eyes of that's my business partner and everything should be Jungle Brothers. You know what I mean? And it's, my, it's a selfish side of me. Um, and when I see something that's, I don't see Bullet, Bulletproof or JB Joey or Jungle Brothers. I just see Jungle Brothers. You see, that's, yeah, that's right. That's all I see. And it's narrow-minded and it's probably a little bit selfish, but I also know that they're, they're so interconnected that a lot, of the, a lot of other people would probably be thinking on a similar, on a similar, like similarly, is that a word? Yep. Word, eh? Yep. Um, so when I see something, uh, I can't just, I almost can't distinguish the difference between the three. And at times, and I know f for from personal experience, there's things that I see and I'm like, that's not Jungle Brothers. You know what I mean? And and it frustrates me. And I'm like, okay, this is not how I would want my business represented. I don't know how I want it represented. That's not what I want. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then I have to, you know, be like question myself and why am I feeling this way? It gets quite emotional. Like it's a little bit of a there's a little bit of a roller coaster there because it's almost like, you know, you put all this hard work into your own business and then you have to hand that over to someone else and have faith that they are going to represent all that hard work without your input. You know what I mean? Yeah. In the uh, way that you want it to in be. In the way that you want it. But, you know, I don't sit down with you and, and tell you how I want that to be because I don't really, in a way, I don't know. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know how to do that. I just know what I don't like. I don't know, know what I want. You know what I mean? Is the, um, the, that, like, that friction that you feel, does it come from, like, so you see, you see say, my three different things and you're like, um, oh, he's putting more time somewhere else than into my business or is it, is it really about the messaging and you're like, oh, that thing that he said there, that's not Jungle Brothers? I think that it would be easy for me to say all of it. You know what I mean? If I let myself go into that space and I could be thinking, wow, you know, I, it could even go into a space where I'm like feeling envious 
that this man is representing my business and I'm not getting the getting the the um getting the the recognition that I deserve for being being on the front line and getting shit done. You know what I mean? Yeah. And um and I have to check myself on that because I know deep down that you want the best for me as a business partner and, and a best mate, you know? And I know that you want be- that the, we all have the same goals in mind. We want this business to be successful and we're, we're all working within our department to do that. And I know that this, is, this doesn't just happen one way. I know it happens other ways as well. Like when I'm in gym build and then you guys will want to come in and, and, and leave your mark on it because I'm just fucking, you know, going crazy and spending all this money on what, what my image is and how it all goes together. And then it's like, fuck, I need to be, I need to be involved in that little bit there because I don't like it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm. And in, in reality, it's so minor and, and, and really nobody notices the difference or, but, but it becomes something, you know? Yeah. Um, Paul, you had some issues with, with Joe recently about um, social media and just the way things were kind of playing out. Yeah, yeah, it was probably the same as what you're talking about there, um, and I I know what you you you're saying. It's kind of like um, it's kind of like uh, three people, if three dudes had a child together, and you're all trying to raise <laughs> that child. <laughs> oh, well, you know, like being yeah. you know in a relationship, yeah. you, you have a child and you're rearing that child, and and you and your wife as as much as you have in common. Um, there's lots of things that you see differently on you're always toing and froing between those things and i can see this little thing that she does is like well i don't want i see it in the future for when they're older i'm like that that doesn't serve my kid right and and you know so you have that the same level of passion for the business because we have reared this thing from the start um so i think that what happened what happens there and the feelings you've had and we had these conversations and um when i had something to bring up with Joe, um, I feel like uh, the, the friction happens. Uh, well, it's actually, th- there's a system there that we haven't really written out clearly. Or we kind of do, but probably didn't stay accountable to. And that is when we see something, you give him the feedback, you have the discussion, he, and then you come to an agreement and then you evolve from there. You know what I mean? And that's what's happening. So he's saying, yeah, we give him that feedback. And, then, yeah, and what happened with me was, I think stopped. You just stopped giving the feedback and it was part of, you know, we're just so busy, you know, we're quite busy. It's hard to catch each other. Just came out of COVID. Just came out of COVID. We're hardly seeing each other. So we're physically apart and then there's just less time. So then it just builds up. So I feel like that feedback loop and that evolution doesn't get space to breathe. The pressure valve. Then it just builds up. And then, you know, it's like you, 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 uh, you were saying like, yeah, as, as soon as that, that, that thread just grabs, then it just keeps going, you know, and then you, the, the original thought that you had kind of just gets poisoned, you know what I mean? And you can lose sleep over it. You can. Yeah, yeah you can. You can. And then if you're if – you, and, and that's uh, – what's the word? Um, you know, when you see something and it just, it just kind of rots, you know. So, um, yeah, I guess it's the same thing as you. It's like with those three, those three brands – um, it's not so much that I'm thinking, oh, he's putting more time into that, but it's like, I just want all that time to go to us because I'm jealous. Yeah. I, I'm, je- I'm, I'm like the jealous guy who wants all the attention on my kid, you know, type thing. 
Um, but, you know, I, I, I reconciled a lot. And you actually taught me a lot of, like, it was just, when you're in that headspace, you can just see something poorly. But um, there's some realities of it. It's like, for one, I see all that stuff all the time because I'm obviously in, you guys are in my algorithm all the time. So yeah, have that's to, the other thing. You have to take yeah, that into know? consideration. See everything. Yeah. It's just, not necessarily what everyone else is saying. Yeah, know, yeah, you know? yeah. So I feel like it's a bit situational there. And, and if, if we can constantly give the feedback, and that's kind of where we got to, which was um, if, we, if we see something in the marketing that we think needs changing, we've got we to bring that up on a more immediate kind of timeline. Yeah. You know? Yeah, well, there's other variables involved here. I mean, the fact that we, we're all very close mates and, I mean, you guys have uh, even more history together. Like, a, like a, And uh, I think I can see now how businesses can, can crumble as they start to grow and evolve. And you hear about these success stories and then, I mean, F45, again, is another example when, when something grows as they blow rapidly up. and then all of a sudden it's just like, oh, the they've just ousted one guy and the other ones, you know, fucking. I don't think there was any friendship behind that. It's yeah. purely financial. Well, that's it. But yeah. You know, but this is a relationship. That's right. It drives pe- people become incentivized by certain things. And yeah. And if you don't, if you don't build strong relationships with, with the partnerships, whether it's like at home with your wife or in your business relationships, then, then it starts to come apart, you know? And if you don't have that, 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 the glue, there, when you go through tough times like we went through w- within uh, our own circles, then it could be enough to to break those ties, you know. Yeah. So when you when you do have the strong bonds and you have the good quality relationships, they can be tested, but they don't break, you know. They bend, and then you learn from it, you know. Yeah, and hopefully they become stronger. Yeah, and I, I remember actually talking to you um, on the mezzanine about about you and uh, you and Paul and just asking how you guys were going because you're having there, there were there were issues there and I said how do you feel you're going to how do you feel like when you come out of this this space where you guys were going for a little bit of in a conflict and you said I think we'll be, we'll be stronger than we've ever been and it was just a really lovely moment and I just I just felt it felt good you know yeah it, it made me rest at night knowing that my Business is <laughs> torn apart <laughs> three bits. We always said, we always said, uh, you know, it was relationships before business. Yeah. Like, but yeah. we've never really, I don't think we've ever seriously had to test that vow that we made at the beginning. No. Well, no. it's just there. It's a, it's a foundation, isn't it? But not, but not, I mean, like you kind of touched on it before, it kind of, it's not, it's not like it, it doesn't boil over often. But no. it can be something that you feel, ah, there's something starting to grow. Yeah. If I don't check that thing. Yeah. Like a little like a little seedling kind of thing. You're like, ah oh, fuck, I gotta I gotta kill that. Isn't it? It's interesting how how powerful a tool like social media is and how much influence it has on an emotional level. Like how you can be in a great mood and then you see one thing and it just fucks with you the whole day. And you're like, that really pisses me off. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And I'm not mm. just referring mm. to what you put out. Yeah. Uh, uh, that's just it can be anything. Yeah, but it can, and that would be my next question. Like, you have to live in that space a lot more than like when I get to that place, I just turn it off. Yeah, I'm gonna fucking look at that shit for another. Yeah, yeah, but Joe, you've got to go back into it because it's your desktop. Yeah, you kind of every day. day. Yeah, you you live in it every day. How do you feel? How much? What kind of effect do you think that that's had on you 
on a mental level, you know, like a like just socially and uh, you know even spiritually a little bit. Do you? There's definitely a trade off. Like you definitely it costs you something in just your um, in your headspace and in your uh, ability to be present to play the social media game. I, I definitely acknowledge that. Um, but at the same time, there's I think you can. Like I, I looked at it about a year ago and I, I'm like, I've run Jungle Brothers Instagram for eight years or nine years since it started, right? God damn. And I'm like, you could, I've posted for Jungle Brothers consistently for almost a decade. So I'm oh, like, so I'm like. It's been that long. And then I've also run my own Instagram account and then recently started Bulletproof, right? And so, and for a huge, I would say for the majority of the time, it's been a taxing uh, force in my life. I'm like, fuck, I gotta fucking post on Instagram. Oh, Even fuck, on holidays. What am I gonna say? Yeah, on holidays. Cause, cause I don't, I just, I'm not organized enough around it to go, oh, hey, um, you know, Dylan, can you manage this for me? Here's the system, off you go. It's always just been me. So I'm like, oh, I'll just do it while I'm away. Cause it's easier. So I looked at it and I'm like, well, I have to do this thing like, and I, you don't have to, but I, I see it as highly necessary for the age that we live in for our business. And if, if I, even if I didn't do it on Instagram, I'd have to do YouTube videos or I'd have to do fucking, you know, whatever. You have to create content in some format. So I kind of made a deal with myself at that time. I'm like, well, if I'm going to do it, I might as well enjoy it and do it on my terms, which was where kind of where the energy came to do my, to, to, put energy into my own Instagram account again. I'm like, all right, well, if I'm doing this, I'm going to have some fun with this shit. I'm going to be a little bit comedic. I'm just going to post whatever I actually feel. And I'm still not great at that on my, on my personal account, but I'm, I'm just going to, I'm going to talk to people like I'm just talking right openly and whatever, honestly about things. And what that's, what that has done is it's kind of given me the ability to, to start to enjoy the process more. So it's not to say like it's been like dragging myself through the mud all these years, but you know, there's a lot of times there where it's, you know, it's yeah. 930 at night you're trying, you're trying yeah. to, and yeah. you're like, I've got to get a, I haven't posted for three days. I've got to get a post up tonight. I've got to get a post up and you're fucking doing it. And then it's 11 o'clock and you're like still doing it. And I've just, you know, so, so I sort of, I, I, I'm trying to have more fun with it now. Um, and I suppose the tricky part is like, if I go back to that exam before it, it's, I'm still not sure where to find the, like how to find the, uh, the sweet spot for Jungle Brothers. Cause I'm not, I don't know what's hitting the mark yet. You know, I'm like, wow, what is it? It's not the exercise instructionals. It's, you know, sometimes it's the cool photos, you know, is it the, the podcast post? No, they're not the ones like trying to find the thing, um, but I'm getting better at it. And I am getting more enjoyment from it as I kind of zero in on it. I've definitely cut myself slack in recent, uh, recent months where I, I have an expectation on myself to post five times per week for all of those. But if I don't and I don't get to it and mm. it's late at night, I just fuck it. I'll do it tomorrow. You know, and I, you know, I, I'll still, I'll still fuck it up. No doubt. But like last night was one of those nights where I had a really, I've had a really busy couple of days and I just haven't got to it. And I was like, I got to get up the podcast that we did last week. Cause we're podcasting tomorrow. I got to get it up. I've got everything done. And then it was like, we finished dinner at like quarter past 10 and I was after training and then I was like, I'm just going to do it tomorrow. You know, yeah. as soon as you say that, it's like the pressure's off your shoulders, yeah. mm. you know? So, uh, you know, so there's a part where it's like, it's a necessary evil, but you can also choose uh, on how you work with that thing and if you enjoy it or not. 
Something that's really interesting to me, um, just, you know, talking about this kind of conflict idea and whatnot. I, so when I was sort of going through this idea of like, I want to be better at it because I, I, I just, I want to do it more effectively and I want to enjoy it more, was I spoke to some friends of mine who are really big Instagram influencers, one in particular, um, shout out to Shona. And uh, she said to me, she gave me all this incredible information. And if you follow this girl, Shona Virtue, she's a fitness influencer, but she also has, uh, she has incredible depth to her character. She's very outspoken about um, issues around racism, um, uh, gender equality, you know, like really like big things. Good stuff. That are not sexy, that don't get a lot of hits on Instagram. Um, and she kind of balances that out with like, you know, looking hot and like his booty I, I realized that this week, hey, because right. I had a look at her Instagram and um, yeah, when I've never actually looked at it closely at all. I followed her because she came in the gym and we met and stuff. But I, yeah, she, it's all that. It looks like Eastern suburbs. She's looking hot. She's like tanned and I don't even look, I don't even look, you know, but then I read a couple of her posts and I was like, holy shit, she's got a lot of depth and she really articulated a few things really well and I was like oh damn yeah so so she plays you know she's doing the best in in playing the game but also maintaining standards yeah. you know as I see it yeah but she said to me she said you know you, you need to do this do this blah 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 she said one thing that's going to happen this is like her last piece of advice she said um people are going to get pissed off when you start to post more on your personal one she's like it'll surprise you but like people will um people will take offense to it people that are close to you and stuff. And I was like, oh, okay, you know, and it was just interesting because it has, it does ruffle feathers. Instant in a Jesus. Sense. Yeah, it's the like- prophecy. Yeah, like people will, people will see it as vanity. They'll see it as um, selfishness or they'll see it as whatever, like anything on the spectrum. But she's like, just know that like, you are going to have to deal with a little bit of criticism. Since which, do, which, which doesn't mean to say that any of that criticism could be right. No. Either. Or, or wrong, right? Or, like it, or wrong. You know? Yeah. Totally. That, you know? And, in, and in a sense, like, I'm, I'm, you know, plenty of it is vanity, right? There's yeah. no doubt about that. It's kind of inbuilt into the, the, the system in a sense. You have to be okay with a bit of vanity. But, um, but yeah, it's just interesting that she said that. And then I'm like, okay, fuck, you know, like some of the stuff we've spoken about, I'm like, ah, oh, this, Here it this is. was foretold. Yeah, yeah you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, Something that, that's interesting to me there, and this is just a marketing point, is that um, people, you know, you can you can kind of see this message a lot from from marketing people talking about, but people don't buy what you're selling, they buy you, right? We know that. We know that when people come to the gym to talk to okay. T, it's really T's character and his passion and his love for the gym and for the what we teach people that someone goes, man, I want to I want to sign up to your gym, right? It's not the, oh, we run like 33 classes a week and you know, weightlifting, gymnastics, it's, it's all the other stuff. And so um, part of that was, I was like, well, Jungle Brothers is a brand and it doesn't, even though I'm the guy that's usually the one on the videos and stuff, it still doesn't have a face because it's, it's a business. So I was like, I'm a person like, and people can buy me. So not that I'm going to be the salesperson of Jungle Brothers, but I'm like, if people come to Jungle Brothers and they see that and they're like, okay, I get there's all this stuff going on, but who, where's the human? They can then go into our accounts and they can see, oh, that's how they operate day to day. That's what they're offering. Like, that's how it works. That's what the, that, you know. And so as much as I'm not proposing to be like the, the, uh, the number one ambassador of the gym, I'm like, yeah. 
in a way it kind of becomes that you, you give a human side to this company that you have. And I've actually found that so far, you know, f- whether or not we, we agree that, you know, that, that maybe everything I'm putting out is, is perfectly in line with Jungle Brothers, but I'm like, I've actually only found it to be beneficial to this point. For, for me to increase my personal brand on, on social media has, has, has a, a positive effect on Jungle Brothers and on Bulletproof. Yeah. And it's probably something, I mean, you've said this to us many times and probably in the last grilling session that we gave you was that you're doing what we all should be doing. And you said it yourself, if all of us were doing it, you'd love that because it'd be less work for you, but we're not. So you have to do it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Which made me think, I don't, yeah, it was good. I mean, like it made me think about, okay, he, he does have to do this and- it's a job and I gotta I gotta respect that, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it was good. Made me think. And you know, like there's like so say when you look at my Instagram, right, and you see like, oh, here's a story like that mm. I've done of me doing some training and shit. It's funny because you look at that and you're like, you you can't help even when you know me intimately and you know how my day works, you can't I'm just help fucking judging you. You can't but yeah, you Always. can't help but look at that and go, <laughs> Oh, he's having a fucking holiday. Look at him. Fucking yeah. Doing some training. Doing Why has he cooking, got time to right? film himself again? Yeah, but be working. And that's the thing. When I'm training and I'm filming myself, I'm like, "Fuck! I didn't I wish I have to. Just I just want to train today. I've only got 40 minutes. I'm, and this is cutting into my fucking work sets. Yeah. But I'm like, I got to get something up today. Yeah. So there's really like, you know, the veil is like, is like sunshine and rainbows. And on on the you know what's actually happening is it is a work commitment. Yeah. And, and you got to. You know, and it's the same thing Shona said to me on that course. Is like you got to do that work, and it, it comes across as something different, there, but it's is, work. Can you show uh, hard work in the boring times? I've I've struggled. I've always thought about that. You know, uh, like how do you represent that where it's where people actually want to look at it and like fuck, what's he no posting a laptop for? No one wants to see you working times. hard and doing boring shit. Is there a way that someone's doing that well out there? Or is it just in, in bits and pieces showing the struggle here and there? Well, kind of goes back to that thing of like, you gotta, you gotta have that kind of primal kind of sexy message to get people in. And then once you got them, you can tell them what it's really like. Mm. So it's like, you can, you know, I post videos of me doing handstands or topless fucking push-ups or whatever. And then on that post, I can talk about, hey man, I didn't fucking train for half of last week got yeah. sick, had a shit week, uh, you know, had a blow up with the missus, whatever. I've never Do the had a blow no, makeup, the no makeup shot. Do the, woke up like this, yeah. you know, felt cute, might delete later. Every now and then. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. But the, but yeah, you know, so, so within that, you got to draw them in. Yeah. Because if I post a photo of my laptop, people just scroll over it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so you got to, you got to It's got to be flesh. Yeah, it's got to be some meat in there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You talked about systems. And, uh, and, and, you know, some kind of structure. This has been mentioned twice and it's, this is something that I'm really pushing right now, this, um, this systemization of the things that we do without having to box us in. Yeah. And um, we're talking about taking what you do uh, for, as our head of marketing, putting that into a system and then being able to hand that over to another yeah. Yeah. To to a to a aspiring Jungle Brothers affiliate. That's right. Why don't, why don't we talk, talk a little bit about about that and how that's work going to work and your potential emotional connection to this 
to this child that um, you've built. I'm going to uh, give this know, child a name. Oh, right. <laughs> With your face on this it. Bastard of a child. You've got to hand that. Like, uh, I'm pushing for us to hand that, that, that whole role over yeah. to another within our gym so we can work on, on the bigger picture together. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, well, so I guess the big thing there, and we touched on this and folks might know or not, but we are creating a system where people can affiliate with us and they can open their own gym that's kind of like ours, but kind of, you know, allows them to self-express and be guided by what we've learned and yep. all, the, all the shit that we've done. And this is where the systems come into play. It'll be our jungle affiliation model. That's right. Yeah. So the, I suppose the, 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 the thing with the marketing there is that we need to try to distill what we've done or what we're currently doing into a system that we could give to someone who's a young gym owner like we were, you know, eight years ago, where it's like you're coaching most of the classes, you're doing a bit of training of your own, you're also doing sales, like you're doing fucking everything within the business. Maybe you have one or two other coaches that work with you, but really you're the guy or the girl. Um, and here's your, what you need to fulfill each week from a marketing standpoint. Here's how you don't sit in an office wasting time. That's right. Looking at YouTube about videos. Stuff, about stuff that's irrelevant. Yeah. yeah. So I've been thinking about that and, and obviously it's, going to, it's, it's got to include an approach to how you run an Instagram account. It's got to include, um, you know, are you going to have YouTube presence or not? Yeah, you know, the, not, I wouldn't say it's essential, but how do you manage your SEO? What's your website look like? Do you want to do a podcast? Probably not in the beginning. Like that's, that can come down the track. But to try and kind of refine it or distill it to a point where it's manageable and it's kind of, uh, and it's impactful, right? Mm. Um, so in that regard, like uh, that, that would be fine, right? To come up with something. And it's our message. And it's our message? Yeah. Well, well, uh, okay. So that system is one piece, but then the other thing is, how would we let someone take over managing of that for the gym that we're currently in? Mm. That's always, that's what you're getting at, right? Yeah. That's the first step. Yeah. yeah so if I was like, well, that'll hey, be the first test ground, won't it? Yeah. Yeah. Handing the, over JB Botany and all its uh, daily uh, acti- uh, action tasks to, to another, to another person, a making manager. ourselves redundant from our own business. Uh, yeah. our own getting a babysitter for the first tangible time. Business. Yeah. yeah. But like a full-time babysitter <laughs> yeah. forever. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Dude, I, it's, I really don't know how that will be for me. I think it will be awesome. I think I'll be like, this is fucking mad because, you know, it just, it just removes a lot. It allows me to sort of step back or, you know, take a bird's eye view and go, all right, these are the important things. You go and I'll, I'll keep an eye on you kind of thing. But um, I don't know. I might really struggle with it because it's always been me, you know. But it, it will also be really nice to have that kind of break from it so that I can look at more sort of bigger picture things. But here's the deal. When we do that, I'm actually just going to be continuing the role, but for a new entity. That's right. Which will be our, 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 our jungle know, affiliate roll well, out. It'll be us as the, as the overseers of this affiliation system, won't mm. it? So, you know, I guess I shouldn't get too excited because I'll probably just end up setting up another Instagram account and running that. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, YouTube videos. YouTube videos. Since you mentioned it, I've been thinking about it a lot. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Because it's like the platform I use the most. Yeah. I love it. It's a, yeah, it's a, it's a goodie, right? Yeah. But I mean, it all coincides with uh, our, co- our coach's internship, which is running at the moment. We've got seven in there. We've got more, more and more interest of this next generation coming through that are stepping into our space and saying, I want one of these, you know, in yeah. my own neighborhood, 
with my own community, with a, a place where I can express my my talent, yeah, with my own talent, my skill set. You know, and I, you know, Ty that we we talked with last week, you could see how he uses the upstairs space for for break. You know, yeah, doesn't use it for jits. Yeah, so all of these things, but he's still in bodyweight class, still lifting, still stretch. He's doing stretch and all that kind of stuff. And you think, okay, this this model or these systems that we're building are all off the back of, you know, this 10 years of, of evolving with the tools like the, the social media tools and, and all the other stuff and all the mistakes that we've made along the way. These, this next wave, they don't need to make those mistakes. That's right. They can jump to the, stri- to the front of the line. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. We want to save them all that time. Yeah. And be like, this is what's important and this is what you need to do. Yeah, all that money we spent on business coaching and the time we wasted, they don't have to do it. No. It's God mode. Yeah, <laughs> totally. Hey, but it's it's also quite difficult. But it's it's allowed us. It's it's forced us to sit back and ask us, okay, what what are these fundamentals? What what are, what's glue holding this place together? Why is it different? Yeah, you know? it's been a good process. And it's and 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 is it even? I mean, we've we've said this before. Like, how the fuck do we package what we do? Because of the fact that there's so 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 many things going on in here that make it what it is. It's hard to even explain. You know, we've always struggled to, we've to sum a, up. We've tried to explain on about twenty fucking, different podcasts. Yeah, and <laughs> and, and to now that we've we, we've got the time to to actually package what we've got and give that to somebody to to utilize as a tool, um, it's very exciting. It is, and it's challenging. You know, yeah. What's well, for? Yeah, it's forcing us to to clarify a lot of things that we've just done, and we, yeah. we just do them because we kind of get it. But to teach that to someone, that's a real, that's it's kind of the thing with training, isn't it? It's like you got to understand the exercise intimately yes. to really know how to teach to someone well. Yeah. And the truth is things aren't all that simple. Like you can only boil it down to a part. Think, like, you know, human beings are complex. We're really complicated. But you could just boil it down to, you know, living, breathing thing. We're living social structures. Like it's just complicated. It is. But it's, you know, we're doing, I think we're doing so far and we're kind of in the middle of it, uh, doing a good job of, Distilling it, yeah, it's great. I'm, it's I'm enjoying the process. We should wrap it up in a bit. Yeah, in a moment. Is there any last thing you want to hit on? No, that was that was it. it was cool. Yeah, ah, that was good. What about you, Paul? My Instagram handle is at jbpaulie.com. No, planning on posting any day now. Uh, it's been ages. <laughs> I've been I've, I've been off it for I'm two start and a half this week. You heard that, guys. It's I'm the uh, this week. The date today is. <laughs> <laughs> it's the thirty first. Thirty first. One of July. tonight. Right yeah, this week. We are. Uh, yeah, well, um, I'm going to rely on your system that you put together. <laughs> yeah. We yeah, get done. Wait for that. Have boss. it on my desk. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and and I um we got the we're going to be talking social media marketing in our internship um oh next week a week after next, and um the you know what my big takeaway for all the guys is going to be what is just fucking start just yes. post something and you because here's the deal that this the way the app works now way instagram works is that you can't just post on there and then turn it off it's not enough it registers your engagement with other accounts to understand that you are actually giving the app time and attention and then it gives you feedback oh, which is likes yeah this is why like this is why for a long time i tried scheduling posts through third-party software 
and nothing you get, because it, reg- it knows you're posting and you're not actually there. But when I'm there and I'm commenting on people's posts and I'm liking and I'm making stories and I'm, they're commenting back, it's this, it's, it's it, engagement. It, it's truly social, right? In a sense, like it actually is for, you know, however you kind of feel about it. It wants to see that you're socializing and using the app. Um, so you got to so post. twisted in a, in a sense when I think about it. Yeah, but it's but it also it's it also like sense. why should we reward you for hacking our system? Yeah, like yeah you want yeah, attention, yeah, yeah. but you don't want to give anyone else attention. Yeah, like yeah. it relies on people giving each other attention. Yeah, so it's like give other people attention, and we will give you attention. You know, and when I think about that, it's like because that attention means time, and time is the most valuable of currencies. And when I think about it, it's a sacrifice. So if I want to give that attention, I'm literally sacrificing time from someone else something yeah. something else and the people that are in front of me yeah it's it's interesting yeah. but, but it's a tool for us because we're trying to send a message and for us some of us we're trying to run a business pts and whatnot so it's just balancing that out hey that's right mm. but so yeah so the, the the thing there is like just you just got to fucking do it you yep. gotta you gotta be on it and make it part of your life you know and then if you choose not to be it's fine too but you know just understand i guess you know how it how it benefits you and what you're trying to do. And if it's, if it's integral to your mission, then I guess you got to embrace it. It's true. Yeah. If you, whether you like it or not, in this day and age, it's almost a, a, a prerequisite, isn't it? For yeah. A startup. It's, it's hard to imagine you would run a startup now and not be on it. Yeah. Like not on Instagram. Yeah. Facebook it's probably on the way out, but yeah. Tricky one. That's the take home. Well, make sure you follow us guys at Jungle Brothers Movement on Instagram. At yeah. JB Pauly. On Instagram. At JB Teora. That's my name. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I have so two. Good. I don't know how I opened another you account. Got two? I don't know how the fuck that happened. I'd want, yeah, I had another I've seen account. a few people like that. Oh, yeah. And Just I'm at JB Joey. But you already you followed me. You know that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks, legends. I appreciate the chat. Thanks, boys. Thanks, boys. Cheers, guys. Thanks for listening, guys. That was episode 70. Uh, JB Podcast. Thanks to Panavore for providing the coffee. Thank you, Tree. Yeah, Tree legend. Um, actually gave Tree the oysters that were left over from the ones that Paul West brought us a couple weeks ago. Oh, fuck, they were good. He took them home last night. Um, thanks for listening, guys. If you like the episode, please um, flick us a, a like on iTunes, give us a ranking, or share it with a friend. Take a screenshot of it, post on your Instagram. It helps spread the word um, because then you know you're doing the marketing for us, and that's <laughs> really I'm trying to make my job easier. Thanks, guys. We'll catch you next week. Peace. <laughs>